Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Like, I already knew the importance of honesty in relationships because I had already fucked that up before you. But I was not looking at honesty within or like how honesty intersects with anti-racism and how critical mm-hmm. it is to be really honest with yourself about where you are and what you understand and what you don't understand and what you understand on paper versus what you understand mm. in action. Yeah. The honesty within all of that is so incredibly critical and so much of what I was lacking. That's a big takeaway. Mm-hmm. And how to pull a straight line. And how to pull a straight line. <laughs> without blowing out. Yeah, without blowing out. Yeah, which honestly has only been within the past, like, what? Three months, four months. I mean, that's growth. Yeah, it is growth. It is growth. What's up, y'all? Welcome to The Teardown, a podcast hosted by me, Vegas Inc., your favorite polarizing tattooer. Every episode, I sit down and chat with amazing guest artists, and we dive in more intimately on the politics of the tattoo industry, as well as some topics I feel are more relevant in contemporary tattooing. So... Now that we're all set up, let's get started. Are you ready? My first ever guest on this show, I am very excited about. They are a non-binary tattoo artist based in Chicago, Illinois, who has been tattooing for almost two years. They started in a very cishet bro-man shop as an apprentice, but has now find themselves in a super cool, super trans queer shop called Wish Me Luck where they get to expand their portfolio to include art that makes them more excited. They love long walks and drawing cool buildings. Their art style is very much influenced by architecture, which, cute. They own a very cute but smelly dog named Ash, who definitely has attachment issues, which very much relatable for me. They are an energy drink connoisseur, and most notably and embarrassingly, they have the words tender queer tattooed on their thighs. My ex, Dylan, a.k.a. Tender Tats. Hi. Hello. (laughs) You really just threw the tender queer tattoo in there. It's embarrassing. Well, I didn't get it intentionally as like the phrase tender queer. There's two separate tattoos that then immediately became tender queer because of how they're placed, which I should have realized at the time. But tender became my tattoo name because I was too scared to give myself a stick and poke one night. And my friend was making fun of me and said I was too tender to tat. And then I was like, oh, that's actually kind of clever. And then I got the word queer tattooed above one knee. 
And then like several months later, it was like, I should get script above the other knee too. And then everybody at the shop was like, do your tattoo name. I love do how tender. you feel the need to like defend well, I'm the not trying. Queer. No, it is, you know, like I do have very tender queer tendencies. So the fact that I tattooed tender queer on myself. And your name is tender queer. Yeah. And my name in tattooing is tender tatting. How are you feeling right now? Uh, <laughs> you know, honestly, I'm feeling okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you a few like starter questions. Yeah. Go for um, it. Well, how has your tattooing career been so far? I feel like in a lot of ways it's been like pretty typical. I feel like it's an experience of a lot of people to like get an apprenticeship at a shop that doesn't feel good. My apprenticeship was very hands off. I basically was teaching myself and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And I feel like that's an experience shared among many mm -hmm. as I've learned, like the more tattoo artists I get to know, the more I'm like, oh, this was not unique. And going into a different shop where now like, I don't feel the need to like, before I was telling all my clients to bring headphones, like that was part of my like, okay, you've booked with me now, bring headphones because this shop is not safe. And mm. you know, that was like a part of what I would have to tell yeah, people. The bro shop. It's yeah. Hot. Yeah. Manly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very manly. How do you feel in your new position in your new shop? I have felt really good in a lot of ways. I'm supporting myself the best I ever have. Mm -hmm. There's a sense of stability that I haven't experienced, especially in tattooing. I was working three to two other jobs at my old shop mm -hmm. because I could not make enough money to support myself. And now I can. Mm. So that feels really, really good. Like I have a savings account now. That was not a thing before. Uh, we're not going to do that. You got okay. money. Yeah, yeah. No, I have. We dated. Yeah. I know you got money. Oh, oh, like I have money. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. White. Yes. I am white. Most and white people come with savings accounts. Yeah. yeah. Indeed come with privilege. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. But that leads me into my next thing. Uh, you were lightly canceled recently. How do you feel? <laughs> lightly me. canceled. Yes. Yes. It was like a it diet was deserved. canceled. Yeah, it was diet only because you took the stories down. Like, I think if you had left the stories up, like it would have been. Well, I mean, like cancel culture, there's a lot of critiques to be put against it. Now people don't actually get canceled, especially white people. Mm -hmm. Like the fact of the matter is. Don't even try if, to redeem yourself right now. Let's I'm not trying to. I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, you had good reason. I had been pretty violent. Pretty anti-black, pretty fucked up. Don't worry, we're gonna get into all oh, that. I, I just kind of wanted to I know. surprise you, sneak attack. And you right off that, the bat. Yeah, and you navigated that quite well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but the topic of today's episode is yes. dating tattoo artists. Ah, Not which, just dating as a tattoo artist, but being a tattooer and dating another tattoo artist. Which we did. We yeah, did I thought it'd thing. be really super cute and controversial to have you on the show. Yeah, I yeah. love it. You're brilliant. Look at that. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay, we get it. You're in love with me. Um <laughs> I do have a few questions that I thought we yes. would kind of go through lightly banta, mm -hmm. things like that. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. So have you ever dated a tattoo artist before? No, nope, you're the only one. Hmm. How was that? How was it? Um, what was it like? Like, what was it like? Let's not get into like the nitty gritty of our personal relationship. I think that yeah. we will get there. Don't yeah. worry. Oh. I know that's what the folks are here for. Oh, yeah. But just like in general, what that experience was like. It felt really good to be in a relationship with somebody who like understood. I feel like the life of a tattoo artist like kind of inherently in some ways makes you unreliable. 
Mm-hmm. Like you don't know when the fuck you're going to be done with work. You don't know. <laughs> and drawing. Drawing. Like you're never done. Actually, never done you go drawing. home and you have to work and your days off aren't days off. You have to be on your phone so much. Right. Like things like that, that like in most relationships. Unless you become successful no. like me and you get an, an assistant. assistant. Yeah. yeah. But even then you're still, you still have to be <laughs> on your lie. Instagram. You still have to be on your Instagram a lot. You still have to post, you mm-hmm. know, that kind of stuff you handle yourself. Right. And that's the thing where like a lot of people in relationships that don't involve tattooing at all, it's like, get off your phone. Don't be on your phone all the time. Mm-hmm. There's a whole fucking TikTok thing about how like, you know, your person isn't interested in you anymore because they spend more time on their phone. That's like one of the things they list. I mean, like arguably, I feel like a lot of tattoo artists that I know don't spend that much time on their phone, like leisure in a leisurely way. Okay, let me rephrase. The ones that are not like neurodivergent and need to like actively yeah, disassociate. <laughs> <laughs> when you like aimlessly are scrolling for four hours and where are the time gone? But like, I feel like folks like who tattoo are really intentional about the time that they're spending with people in that moment because of how much we yeah. have to be on our phones. And I feel like there's like this, I wouldn't even say resurgence, but like, this sort of movement that's happening where like tattooers are taking step more intentional steps back and like that's not true. being on their phone so much yeah. because we have to be on our phone so much. Yeah. That's right? very, very true. I felt like it was interesting though. And it's like, we'll probably get into this a little bit later, but I feel like there was a big difference potentially with being in like two tattooers we dated the skill level. I yeah. feel like made things mm-hmm. a little bit more, complicated yes definitely but also was cool to like I don't know I felt like sometimes you did not give criticisms when I needed criticisms and you're always affirming me because you're like you're so much better than me and I'm like cute but like give me a I hate critique. this tattoo can you tell yeah. me why I hate it yeah and like when I like asked of that from you you definitely did that more because I've actually dabbled in a few other tattooers in my time uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> flirted uh, with other tattoo artists just like this year actually I spent my whole career not dating other tattooers and not really feeling like I wanted to but I think that's also because I spent a lot of my career in like very cishet shops yeah so like I guess maybe the opportunity wasn't really there and then the relationships I was building was very much with like traditional tap bros or tap folks but now as I've like entered within the last few years into like queer trans spaces, it's like, oh, well, look at this cookie jar. And like it's been kind of exciting. And then also traveling more, which has been cute. But I felt like when I was seeing or like dating other tattooers, it was like similar in the experience. It was like really cool to like be affirmed in your art and like give tips and tricks and critiques. And like I feel like yeah. that part's really like yeah. and like understanding like how fucking insecure we are. Yeah. yeah. Literally all of us. That Even the was most one talented. Of the, yeah, that was one of the things that I feel like I learned through the process of our relationship cuz I felt like I was still so new that mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, you must just reach a point when you know you're you good. You're good. <laughs> yeah, you know you're good. And I feel like your re- Leo rising always tells you that you're good at one point. You yeah, start, and, like and then you. the Pisces sun and the Aries, well, the Aries moon kind of tells me that too. But the Pisces sun brings me back down a bit. Mm. If I didn't have that, I would be a complete asshole, I think. Well, 
What was it like dating me? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, pretty amazing. Specifically. I mean, it was, it was really hard, the skill difference level. Yeah. Like, especially like, and I'm not just saying like, I'm not a skilled tattooer and you are like, it was the fact that I was so new. Like you inherently were teaching me how to tattoo anytime we had a conversation about tattooing. Did you feel like you were intimidated? I mean, I remember the first like DM I sent you was in response to your first message was definitely tender, queer, white as fuck. It was like kind of coming off the heels of the black square moment. So I was always getting messages from Mm -hmm. well-intentioned white folks who I think, you know, a lot of them I still have relationships with now, but some are just like they're in their guilt. Yeah. And I was getting a lot of, I'd like to buy you lunch and let me yeah, send you money. And I was money. like, I want to paint you a painting. And I said, I don't take free shit from white people anymore. That, quote. <laughs> <laughs> quote. Yeah. And I was like, just find garbage on the ground and, and send said, it to I'm me because I like doing weird that. metal yeah. shiny things. I but then no. I didn't think about how the fact I was telling you to pick garbage up on I, the street. <laughs> Ooh, not the racial tension. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. And I for sure was like, I don't fucking pick up garbage on the street but cute yeah and I think I just had like planned to like buy you some like merch or something yeah. from like black artists yeah. yeah I also it was me finding an in wait yeah tea. no because you posted on your story I think like a meme or something a picture of like a tweet or a meme where it was like me when an artist I respect follows me oh, back yeah, that and that was. that was my first really? DM to you because it just happened to be the exact same day you followed me back so I replied and I was like lol literally me right now because you just followed me back yeah I <laughs> I don't know why I did yeah I, I don't know why you did either to me but also I was like a little weird and yeah you I don't know we are in trance so like I like yeah. will follow back yeah. most queer trans so I don't usually like like I check the profiles and you had a diverse profile so I was like okay yeah. we'll see they follow me so they must have some range I've come to realize that's not always true for everybody yeah but I mean I want to kind of like go back to this is some fucking piping hot tea bitch because Ooh. we're gonna get into a little bit of our we had a very public breakup we did have we a had very a very public, public relationship yeah we had a very public relationship public breakup and we were long distance. And we were long distance. Weird. Yeah. Which was my first real long distance relationship. Same. I felt like the aspects of like the calling you out, I think were all valid. And they're yeah. all like real valid criticisms that yeah. we, we're still navigating those where you, whether intentional or not, like that's for you to defend. But um, <laughs> <laughs> we've had conversations about it that there was an imbalance and that mm-hmm. I was really like carving out a career for you. I felt yeah. like, and that's not to say that you didn't like put in work ahead of time before you met me. Yes. And I think some of the aspects of that I still even struggle with now is like, you are where you are now because, because you of met you. me. Yeah. I wouldn't be at wish me luck if you hadn't. Yeah, no, <laughs> I know. Like that's just a fact. Of and matter. I mean, yeah. And When we first started dating, I had mentioned, or I've said several times, and things that I've talked about very publicly, is social currency. And that proximity to folks who are deemed in a particular way, whether they are safe or radicalized or, you know, organized, like whatever the case is, like being in proximity to those people automatically, for a lot of people, assume safety. So like 
because I'm dating you yeah. and you're white, yeah. folks are going to assume that you have the range yeah. and that you must be. And I proved I did not indeed well, have the range. No. Yeah. I think that yeah. most white people don't. Yeah. And, and the problem lied not just that you were leaning on me a lot and that you were more than willing to take from me. It was that I think it was the fact that you were more than willing to take. Yeah. And there wasn't a lot of give. Yeah. Right. And I think for me, after leaving that situation, I was like, I don't think I could ever date a tattoo artist who's not one confident in their own stuff to a little bit more experience because the other people or other folks that I've seen, they've only they've been tattooing far less years than me, but they're confident in their artwork and they've established themselves in, yeah. in, in careers like everything that I had done for you or like helped you navigate conflict, helped you navigate conversations in terms of like the spaces you were entering that were tattoo spaces to the types of needles to how you could do things differently. You were about yep. to work in a fucking office in a FedEx building or something like that. And I was like, I mean, yeah, basically. Out. Yeah. You're not strong yeah, enough of an artist to be. Illegal underground space. Right. And like no tea, no shade to the other artists, but like none of y'all should have been like learning. It was not a space for learning. Yeah. It was a yeah. space to tattoo. Yeah. And I felt like you wanted to learn. Yeah. I think we spent a lot of the, the relationship of you leaning on me. Yeah. For these efforts. There was no reciprocity. Yep. And then now you have a pretty good career, as you named in your introduction. Yep. And you make the monies. Yep. And there was no consequences. Yeah. The only reason I even said anything publicly was because of the way that I was integrated into your career. Yeah. The way that your proximity to me made people believe that you were a safe a person. a type of person, yeah. And you safe weren't person. in and a I lot of ways. Yeah. And you weren't because of our personal relationship. And you also weren't because I was helping you navigate conflicts within tattooing. Yeah. Yeah. I was leaning on you pretty much constantly hmm. in like every way I could really. Right. Some things I felt like I couldn't be reciprocal with because I just didn't have the experience within tattooing. But then even the things where I could have been, I still wasn't showing up right. Mm -hmm. I think like my selfishness came out so fucking strongly within our relationship. Like, I mean, it's been consistent throughout my whole life. I am who I am and I have been. But I feel like it came out really fucking strong in our it relationship. It did. And it was a lot of whiteness. And that's like, you know, bringing it back to the tattooing. It's like, well, you're tattooing black, brown, trans, disabled, mm -hmm. queer bodies just because you do the bare minimum. It's also not to minimize like, you know, some of the, some of the conscious efforts that you make or the conscious efforts that you make to make your clients feel safe. And I don't want to take that away. But certainly I think tattooing as a practice has become a little far more radicalized within at least queer and trans spaces so are ways that we have to show up differently and I felt like you couldn't do that unless I was present or you did just enough and that's like a fucking whole thing with white tattooers getting to be mediocre yeah while black tattooers you know dark-skinned black tattooers have to be far far more phenomenal and for me like as a biracial black person had far more access to a lot of tattoo spaces and success but also experienced a lot of anti-black violence personally and then bared witness to a lot of that happening. Yeah. So still an experience that you will not understand. Yes, mm -hmm. you as a trans person did experience harm at like, you know, the shop that you worked at before. Yeah. For sure, this is why you needed to leave. Mm -hmm. 
but you could have continued to access those spaces relatively okay. And yeah. you could at yeah. least enter no. any tattoo space and be okay. Yep. And, um, and honestly, if I had better boundaries, I could have probably navigated that space better. I feel like that's enough of our personal relationship. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's it? Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean... Folks aren't owed everything. Like, damn, that's right? true. We, that's true. That's they got true. a little bit of the tea, not like the. Yeah, the they rest know of I was show. a little shitty mm-hmm. as fuck. Here we are now. Yeah, doing a podcast. Yeah, not forever. Just this episode. <laughs> but- <laughs> Thanks for setting that boundary. Okay, heard and respected. There will be no further updates. This yeah. is. I think that folks are all up in my stories anyways, curious as hell. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, so. That's interesting little Tender thing Tender back in, or back, came all the way to Toronto. Yeah, you did. And honestly, I do, that's like another thing with dating a tattooer. Like, I really am thankful that we're both tattooers because we saw each other at the convention in Philly. That's how I was able to like. Um, you want to talk about that a little bit? I think it's an interesting little story. An interesting little story. What I'm trying to say is like, you can't leave each other's lives. You know, you're inherently, especially if you travel, especially both of us being queer tattooers. We like exist within the same spaces, kind of, even though it's in different countries. Yeah, even though it's a different fucking country. We exist in the same spaces, but that's what gave us the opportunity to connect again. And for me to be like, hey, I realized that I was an absolute complete shit. Okay, but let's just, let me, I'm going to tell the story because I'm more exciting. Okay. So (laughs) (laughs) I had like started traveling back in this, like, well, never back, you know, for the first time traveling in the States to actually do tattoo conventions. I've been doing them for a few years now in Canada. And the first stop was Chicago. Cute. Let's talk about that. We don't need to talk too much because it's humiliating for me. Um, I wanted... Um, and me. That, well, not humiliating. It's just No, like, it's embarrassing was, for you, too. It is. It is. Right. But I feel like humiliating doesn't capture the fact that it was me being... A I got rejected by a tender queer. I think I win. Complete asshole. I was right. being complete and utter tender queer. Yeah, dick. cool. Let me finish my story. Cool, sorry. So... <laughs> <laughs> You're taking up space. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm kidding. So I was going to Chicago for the tattoo convention the first time traveling with the Ladies of Ink tour. Y'all should be following them. You know, the all-black female tattooer group. Yeah. Yeah. We're not all female, but neither here nor there. And I, like, had asked you, asked to see you, and it was, like, a big no. I had asked you to, like, help me rent a car, and that was a big no. I know that was kind of a leap, and you're like, no. And you were supposed to be, like, receiving some ship, my equipment, because I ship it over. And you were like, ah! And I was like, fuck it, no. So I was in your city, and yep. we did not see each other no, at we all. Did not. And you were not trying to be supportive in any way. Zero ways. Yeah. Uh, whole asshole. Whole asshole. Right. So left Chicago actually feeling really like that was my closure. Almost. Yeah. Like it was like, oh, this person's really unkind yeah. in times of like a sort of conflict, which we weren't really in a conflict, but you were like had set yeah. boundaries, I guess, at that that minute at that time, <laughs> randomly. To uh, not ever talk to me again or help me. So I left Chicago being like, oh, work. This is who they are. And like, I don't. I did show my whole ass. Yeah, you did. Yeah. So I was cool. Whatever, whatever went about my life. And then Philly came around. And I follow uh, your boss at the shop. And she had posted that the shop was going to the convention. And I was riddled with fucking anxiety. The whole time, I almost did not want to go. 
because I was like, what's going to happen when I see them? And like all these thoughts playing through my head. And it was like, holy shit, this is like the downfall of like Fuck. dating a tattoo artist. Yeah. Like, you might run into them. But it was yeah. it was interesting because I never thought that would happen because you weren't like, a, you're not a convention pal. Yeah, like, it was my not, first like, convention. Yeah, like fuck this, right? Yeah. And then so, but it wasn't official like who was going to be there. And then I creeped your account on my burner account and you had, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I have since actually deleted it before Philly. Cause I'm like, I don't need to creep them anymore, but I had noticed that you were going to be there and was like very nervous. And then yeah. leading up to it, I didn't reach out to you, but you emailed me. I emailed you. Mm -hmm. I replied to the email you sent me, which was incredibly kind. Oh, honestly. the long ass email I had sent three months prior. Yep. Literally three months, at least mm -hmm. three months prior. That was actually incredibly kind. Yeah, um, it was. It was very kind. I did not deserve I it. I don't need to butter me up. Finish okay. the story. <laughs> Just facts. But yeah, I sent you an email. I forget exactly what I said, but basically like, hey, I've been doing some reflecting and basically I don't want to avoid accountability. And I know that I've made several really harmful mistakes. I don't think I referred to them as mistakes. You didn't really say much. Like, yeah, let's just it be was honest. Short. It was like it was four really short. sentences. It was four sentences. Like, would you and I was just like, would you be me? open? Yeah. Would yeah. you be open to talking with me? Understand if you're not and let me know if you want me to just I was like, avoid sure. you. I was like, you said, I'm surprised to see this message. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. And so anyways, fast forward. You are emailing that we're setting up the Thursday. You walk over to my booth and it was like a weird little moment we had. It was a weird, like. you looked good. I know. You looked so <laughs> good. Yo, was, when I'm in America, I don't know what it is. It's like full bad bitch, like yeah, you, femme drag type mm -hmm. shit. Like yeah, I'm like, it I'm fucked up me there. up. It fucked me up. Yeah. A bit. Good. Yeah. Yeah. No. Point. Mm -hmm. But anyways, so we talked a little bit before set up. Mm -hmm. And we were like, oh, is this even a sufficient enough conversation? It's like 20 minutes and I have a client coming up. And we're yeah. like, no. We were and just we'll like outside up. smoking a cigarette. And mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And then we meet up yeah. afterwards, to which you told me you were then in another relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then we had sex. Then we had sex. And you <laughs> cheated on that person. I did. How much is too much? You let me know. <laughs> you let me know. Yeah, I mean, it's called the teardown, right? Yeah. Well, Tell hey. me down. Not the shit. Jeez. Okay. Cheated on that person. Da, 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 da. We talked. We had like a queer movie scene. We talked like scene all moment. night. We oh were up god. until like 7 a.m. That right. was a whole ass movie. Oh my god, it was too much. It was a lot. Crying and kissing and crying, kissing. We'll never see fucking. each other again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was basically the rest of the trip. Yeah, we spent us a lot repeating of that moment. But yeah, a lot of queer shit. A and for all the queer queers shit. out there, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, it was a lot it was the of drama. queer shit. Yeah, we spent <clears> the last like. What, the last two hours, last hour of me also being in Philly in your Airbnb, literally crying. Yeah, I'm asleep. Half asleep. I don't want to open my eyes fully because then I'd have to be awake. Yeah. So I'm like asleep, eyes closed, crying, like just kissing. Yep. Yeah. I like never cry in Ubers and I was sobbing in the fucking Uber Gay back to fuck. the Airbnb. Gay as fuck. Because you realize you made the biggest mistake of your life. I, actually, yeah, that's literally And you were in was. love with me the whole time and yeah. you were just disconnected from your feelings. Yep. And it, Welcome to the teardown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's literally what it was. Just recognizing, like actually fully looking at myself for honestly, probably like what the first time in my life and like really seeing how much of a tender queer I am, really seeing how white I am, like in very, very harmful ways, beginning to honestly recognize that, realize how much I was projecting onto you seeing you more clearly and then also letting myself actually feel my feelings 
that was a whirlwind right there. Mm-hmm. So leading up to now, I don't know, like a week or two ago, we like started talking again and you wanted to see where things were going to go. Cause I yeah. was maintaining a level of boundaries. Cause I, one, did not want to push Two, like you already knew where my feelings were at and you were still very much like, I don't deserve you. I'm not good enough yeah. to be with you. And I was like, okay, shit. anyway, sounds like you're making excuses not to change. Yep. That's what you're doing. Fair point. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> but we, we've talked it over. We've done a lot, a lot of talking. A lot of talking. And then I asked you to come to my friend's birthday party and then you came yep. this week and hung yep. out. Yeah. Now we're dating again. Now we're dating again. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> but taking things slow, slow. I guess it's well, not very I mean, slow. We're dating like, again. That's yeah, we're slow. dating again. But we're dating again in a very like intentional, intentional. I am being a lot more honest. Yeah, or like trying very hard to be a lot more honest. Or maintaining, you know, to circle back to even like the tattooing and dating. We're trying to find ways to like assert boundaries. Yeah, so that there isn't so much crossover with the career. It's like. Now you'll be like, you won't automatically send me a picture or anything like that. Not that you necessarily did that all the time, but you'd be like, can I send you this? And then for me, I'm like, okay, do you want me to just affirm you or do you want critique? And Mm -hmm. like we're asking and giving permission to have certain conversations surrounding tattooing that I I think think is important. it also helps a little bit that I am like slightly better that I actually like have improved because I was doing some like not good shit. And it's funny because I feel like when I was at my most confident was when I I was not like my shit was not clean, but I was just like, look at me. I'm at an established shop. I'm established. Yeah. You were doing pieces you should not have been doing. Uh, Yeah. And that's why I fucked up that tattoo like really badly. That tattoo. The many tattoos. Well, the tattoo that I like blew out horribly across their whole fucking stomach. That shit was bad. It's all just blurs together. You don't remember that? No. I will never forget that tattoo. It's been fixed. It's okay now. It wasn't fixed by me, though, because I was not capable of fixing <laughs> oh, wait, it. Oh, yeah, I know what it is. Yeah. Anyway, so we're asking each other permission yeah. before doing that and asserting more professional boundaries. And you make more money now, so you get to buy me nice things. That's true. And I do like that. <laughs> <laughs> CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So there it is. Yeah. Uh, do you want to like get through some like pretty shallow kind of cool, funny, kiki questions? Yeah, let's do it. That don't need to center completely our relationship. But I guess for you, that's all about it. <laughs> I think in general, interracial couplings specifically, there's all always the undertone of the tattoo world. But uh, if I could give if I could offer something specifically when one partner is white and the mm-hmm. other partner is non-white. Mm-hmm. 
there's an inherent like imbalance, one an inherent imbalance of power and privilege. And then there's a lot of labor done by the non-white partner that inherently happens when non-black folks or even black folks with other communities and, you know, able-bodied with disabled bodies, like there, there's always a learning that needs to be done on the, on the side of the person that can cause harm the most. So when it comes to specifically like interracial dating, I feel like depending on what your politics and ethics are, because not everybody's like, oh, totally rad, like <laughs> radical liberation and abolish, you know, the non-black person needs to do a lot of their own learning and a lot of listening, but also coming with some range. And I think that like what was also happening was that you were like far too willing to accept and lean on everything that I said, yeah, but not actually internalize it, critique it, like analyze mm -hmm. it and understand how it applies to our situation, right? Yeah. So it's like, how do you have like an abolition politic that is inherently trauma-informed and anti-oppressive, yeah. but when you have a relationship with me, a black person who has a lot of varying intersecting identities could mm -hmm. not apply yeah. that right? Inherently, yeah. the two have to like intersect at some point. And I think that that's something that you needed to learn. Yeah. And for me, I felt like I needed to learn how to assert my own boundaries. And I needed to learn that, I don't know if it's that I needed to learn. I think that I did learn that it was just going to be fucking harder to date yeah. a non-Black person. I yeah. spent most of my relationships yeah. dating Black people. Yeah, you came into it knowing that. Right, but you you fall in love and things get yeah. like really like fast and beautiful and you get caught up in like all the beautiful moments. And then I was more than willing to just keep doing the labor because I loved you and I thought that it was going to lead to something. Yeah. Like taking away from that is like, you know, if you didn't come back to me with some fucking work that you did. I mean, after Philly, frankly, yeah. if you didn't come back, I don't, I don't think I would have taken you. I would not have taken you back Yeah, because I was no longer willing to accept subpar yeah. and mediocre. Yeah. No more. Because mediocre. the world will let you be mediocre. You could be mediocre as fuck. You're a little bit mid. No offense. Yeah. No, I'm, but, I'm <laughs> um, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> but you do, you know, you do a lot of great things for me with me. You make me still, you know, all the reasons why I like fell for you in the first place. They're kind of like they're coming back with a little bit more analysis. And I did my own healing. Yeah, you while did we were a broken. lot. Yeah. You did a lot. I did a lot of shit. You did a, so much you shit. You just honestly deflected. I, I deflected. Right. You did a lot of shit. I know. I'm great. Well, you really are. This is the this is the Vegas is great podcast. <laughs> well, you are pretty what, great. What do you think are your takeaways? how important, like, I already knew the importance of honesty in relationships because I had already fucked that up before you. But I was not looking at honesty within or, like, how honesty intersects with anti-racism and how critical mm -hmm. it is to be really honest with yourself about where you are and what you understand and what you don't understand and what you understand on paper versus what you understand mm. in action. Yeah. The honesty within all of that is so incredibly critical and so much of what I was lacking. That's a big takeaway. Mm -hmm. And how to pull a straight line. 
and had a <laughs> without blowing out. Yeah, without blowing out, no, which honestly real. has only been within the past like what three months, four months. I mean, that's growth. Yeah, that's it good. is growth. It is growth. You haven't been tattooing long. You're doing really well. Oh, thank you. I've already said this. Don't act I like know. I've never come. <laughs> no, no, you're actually incredibly fucking kind and supportive, and you always have been. You this too, pal. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, one question is: Would you date someone you work with? Absolutely fucking not. No. The problem is that I probably sleep with one, and that's Ooh, the Scorpio that's Venus the Scorpio. And I mean, every I'm other a planet. fucking slut. You know this. I probably mm-hmm. would too, and it would be a horrible decision. And like, literally, I want nothing more than you to not do that. I will never do that because I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would not. I no, I mean, I think it's a little bit different for me too. That now that I own a shop, like, uh, yeah, that like, would be a whole other level. Oh my of god, ethical. you should see some of the freaking. You know, they just lean into my Scorpioism a little too much. Um, we have like a memorandum, and they're well, like, you do "Well, have five Scorpio placements, only five, at least five, at least five, at least five. right." You're a hell of a Scorpio. It's There's part of two rules that the shop has for me: I can't sleep with anybody's siblings, and I and uh, I'm not allowed to like Jack, Jack Harlow anymore. That's hilarious. I will do one of those things. As in, I will follow one of those rules. This is a is Jack, Jack Harlow stan account. <laughs> I want everybody to know. <laughs> but no, I guess, no, I really, I really wouldn't sleep with somebody I work with. I no, feel like I it's, it's just a such horrible a weird, idea. it'd be hot though. It would be hot as fuck. Right. It would be so hot, which is part of the temptation. The honest conversation. But then you here. have to yeah. go to work the next day and the day after and the day after But that. I could do that and that's the problem. But nobody else can, really can. Well, because they fall in love with me. Yeah, exactly. Well, would you open a shop with your tattoo partner? I think that's also a bad idea. Mm, agreed. You know, like unless I mean, it was a private shop, I feel like a private shop, like yeah, super maybe. private. If you folks were like, if folks yeah. were like very much busy, and on I their think own accord. you would have to be like so well established. Like that would be like a you've had a career for years, you've done the shit, you're both you've, on the same playing field. Yeah, you've established your own shit. And like 10 years into your relationship, you're like, you know what? I'm kind of tired of like the walk-in shop vibe or whatever the fuck. Yeah. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of you that. You move out to like the boonies or some yeah, shit. You yeah, you move out to the fucking boonies, buy a farm and open your own shop. There's like a tattoo couple. I don't know their names offhand. I know of a couple folks who like long time tattooers, 15 years under each other's belt, like yeah. moved out far out of any city and they tattoo together. But like, yeah, that, like married and sense. shit. Yeah. You're like married. It's different. If you have a family. If you figured out that, like. Good for you. Good for you. Maybe you can also do this. <laughs> <laughs> Dating somebody with a different or similar style. And there was like, I asked a question online and like some folks had asked this question and also said similar things to it. Like, is it better to date somebody with the same style? Do you get jealous because the other person yeah. you think, I think inherently as artists, we think that I saw a tweet once that was like, you don't like your art because it's your art. Mm. But if somebody was doing what you were doing, you would probably like yeah. it. Yeah. All that to say, like, in the question, do you think it'd be easier or harder to date somebody with a similar tattoo style as you? I think part of it, like, really depends on the kind of people. Like, if you're a competitive person. Like, you are. I know I'm competitive. Yeah. yeah. I'm a, com- a fucking Aries moon. I am competitive. <laughs> we're just so, letting them know that we're astrology queers, right? Yeah. Awesome. Um, so, like, I know that it would pro- I would be in my head about it. I would. Like, mm. it would not be fun for whoever that person was or me. I don't think it's not possible. Like, I think 
maybe it would be fucking amazing if you weren't competitive and you got to like collaborate on tattoos together. Oh yeah. That could be that could be tattoo magic right there. That could be amazing. Mm. But I think it would really take a certain kind of person and a certain kind of artist. I yeah, I agree with you. I think I like the other little few experiences I had engaging romantically with other tattooers, they were completely different artists than me. Like they did like realism. And I was like, oh, like we are not even on the same, whatever. We were still able to provide each other advice. And Mm -hmm. they would like, you know, reach out to me or I'd reach out to them. And it was like super cool. But like literally we do different things. So like we're not even, it's like we had two different jobs. Actually, it felt like we had two different jobs. Mm, That's interesting. Yeah. So maybe that actually is like, Kind of a... It's like a good thing because yeah. I, I like, you know, if they didn't super like a tattoo that I did, it's because it just wasn't their... It's not what they're interested in. Yeah. And like equally they would know, like for me, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, it's realism. I don't know. Like take yeah. a picture. It's the same thing. I don't... Yeah. No, whoop, whoop. Sorry. To all the realism artists out there, no tea, no shade. Love it. Y'all are skilled. Da, da, da. All that. LOL. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's going to get me canceled. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Having kids as tattooers. I feel like having kids in general is a very intimidating thing. Mm. It's a lot of work. And like, fuck, I even feel like I don't care for my dog at the level I should. Because I think that's a fucking lie. Well, I'm obsessed with your dog. I am obsessed with my dog. He smells so bad. He does. And you love him. I love him. (laughs) (laughs) I love him very fully. But he spends like... If I'm tattooing, he's alone from easily, it could be from 11 a.m. until 10 p.m. It could be for 12 hours. Like, that's a long time. Once he gets old, that's not going to be okay. Like, he'll piss all over my house, you know? So, like, the idea when your schedule is not, like, it's set, but it's not set. But, I mean, once you get to further on in your career, you're going to get to be flexible with your scheduling. Now you have to, it's like for you, at least it's like grind time. You do everything. You're in the shop. You're there late. You're there early. Like that's kind of like the beginning of tattooing. Whereas like further down the line, you get to establish a more flexible schedule. You get to get to do the pieces that you want to do, which might take you more time, which like in turn kind of balances out the money situation. So instead of doing like 10 small tattoos in a day, you could cut it down to like three medium to large pieces that like yeah. take a, a, a little less time rather than being there from like 10 a.m. Yeah. to 10 p.m. Yeah. You know, to answer that question, I think it's possible depending on where you are in your tattoo career to be able to balance And also kids. like what kind of community you're a part of. Right. You know? And there's also if like- you're queer, yeah. you probably got a lot of other people. I mean, unfortunately who, for me, all my fucking friends are queer and tattooers. So yeah, we all oh, don't got well. the time. Yeah. And I don't really have any yeah. friends. So <laughs> oh my God. in the same place as me, you know, we have a artist here who um, has a child uh, who like grew up in the shop. Like she used to own her own tattoo shop and her kid grew up in the shop it was very much like yeah. she's older, but yeah. like, you know, it's like really cool to see her. So like integrated. And just, yeah. Like, so I mean, both the shops I work at this one and the one I worked in before the they owner's kid was already always in the shop yeah people think it's like dangerous or weird i'm like no kids are fine they just sit there and talk to you about Coraline. yeah that's literally (laughs) it that's literally like look at this booger that i made i don't yeah yeah. they're just don't touch anything but yeah yeah it's like stay out of this area don't go towards anyone tattooing and they're like okay yeah all the fun stuff is in the front of the shop anyway right what about (laughs) tattooing each other as tattoo artists you know what's really funny is what i have three tattoos by you you have none. We tattooed 
ourselves, what, three months into dating? We gave, like, I gave myself a tattoo for you and you gave yourself a tattoo for me. Whoa, 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 whoa. That was not public knowledge. <laughs> that was not public knowledge. <laughs> oh, so we shouldn't talk about all the other tattoos you have on you? Okay. Anyway, so I'm people? a guest mm-hmm. book, walking guest book. Because yep. I'm a tattoo artist, I'm like, well, I can cover it up whenever I want it. It's been 10 years and I've yet to cover some of these up. But yeah, uh-huh. yours is more meaningful a little bit. Yeah, I'm never covering. I even had the opportunity. What do you have for me? Oh, yeah, you do. The countdown. Okay. No. It's really gay. I kind of want to tell everybody. It's so cute. Do you want to? Yeah. Go ahead. I have a countdown, oh um, like a three, two, one with the little cinema circle with a line in it. Because since we are long distance, we spend all our time on FaceTime and would watch movies together. And Vegas would always count down so that we started at the same time. They would always say three, two, one. So I tattooed that on myself. Yeah, you did that. You did that pretty early on. Yeah. I did mine after yours. Yeah, you did it like a month after. Mm-hmm. I, did. I was eager. I was like, I'm doing this. This is a great idea. Yeah, circles, many circles, which was an interesting yeah. career choice. Yeah, on, there's Skill one choice. segment of the circles that's good, and the rest is all. All right, kinda I'm tired low. of hearing about these circles. You think are kind of good? They're I okay. have. Um, I guess if anybody's interested. There's like a song by mm-hmm. Fleetwood Mac mm-hmm. called Everywhere that I felt like, I don't know, I was listening to it one day and was like, wow, ew, why am I thinking about Dylan? <laughs> and I told them, and, you ew. know, they knew the song. So I got that Everywhere tattooed on my on my foot. Yeah, you did such a good job. It's on the side. I of know. Your foot. Well, I've been tattooing for a long time. Yeah. I'm but amazed so, the circles aren't more fucked up, honestly. Oh my God. <laughs> so, I mean, answer to that, forever. tattooing each other. I think it's par for the course. It was funny. I was having some conversations in the DMs with other tattoo artists, and they're like, why is it like the most erotic and romantic thing that we do? Oh my God. We tattoo each other. It really fucking (laughs) is. It's our love language. When you tattooed my hand, and I just spent like pretty much. Oh my God, the whole time staring at me being like. You're a painter. You're this such is so an incredible. And I was like, oh, okay. You're not just a tattooer. I yeah. Anyways, yeah. I was quite sober while you were fucked up. Yeah. Somebody submitted another tattoo artist was like, they are nervous to like tattoo their significant other. And this person's super talented. So I'm like, why? Oh, I'm nervous as fuck to tattoo you. One day it will happen. No, it won't. Probably not. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I don't think it will. It, I just think your does, style is will, just like not. Yeah, the style doesn't fit. Interesting. A callback is what they call that in the biz. Yeah, yeah the style doesn't fit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, unless you find a building that you really, really like. Uh, if I buy I you a house one day, can I tattoo it on you? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're here to hear, folks. Hold them accountable if I don't get a house in three years. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, somebody had asked if they feel like, and I don't know if this is like the same for other tattoo artists, so maybe it's not for the thing. I mean, we kind of touched on it, but like, do you feel like people like use you to like get tattooed? And, I, and so for me, that, that was a question. I didn't feel like you used me for tattooing at all. I think I was just so enchanting and charming and attractive. Yeah. And talented. Well, then maybe you did use me a little oh, bit. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> you have three tattoos by me. Mm, I think what makes me feel more like, because I would be worried that I did, but I always just wanted you to do... I didn't like come to I you and the art. you always pick the, the art. You yeah. always pick the art. I was like, I want to tattoo your hand. Yeah. And I want to do you passion flowers. You wanted to flowers. do passion flowers. Yeah. You were like, how? Because passion flowers are your favorite flower. Wow, so you were you, marked by me. Yeah, I, I am. love that. And it we was would great. joke. Remember how much we would joke about you like putting your name into it? 
And you're like, no. I, maybe yeah. I didn't. You don't even know. It's in one of the swirls. Oh, my God. That'd be funny. Imagine. It's my signature, actually. That honestly would be really funny. I wouldn't even be mad. That'd be pretty <laughs> funny. Especially after how much we joked about it. I think it's, like, interesting. I always kind of liked the idea that somebody, like, forever will be thinking of me. Yeah. Especially because you tattooed my hand, my right hand. I'm yeah. right-handed. What part of my chart is that? Oh. Feels a little toxic. What's your rising again? Taurus. Tor- no, it's not that. So then nothing. It's not toxic and it's fine. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Love that. You're hilarious. Well, I appreciate you being my first ever guest. I Isn't appreciate you giving me a second chance. Okay, you're trying to get some tonight. <laughs> I know that's what you're trying to do. Um, but anyways, yeah, thank you for coming on and like, you know, being so honest and like us getting to talk about the things and... I don't know, just taking your time to do this. I know it could be kind of nerve-wracking, especially to be so vulnerable to a bunch of people you don't know. And me. And the person producing the show. (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious. You know, I feel like it's a lot of our other interactions. I was nervous to see you in Philly, but then as soon as we were talking, those nerves went away. Mm. Same thing happened with this. Stop flirting with me. Live on the air. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thanks, Dill. Yep, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. That's it for today's episode, folks. Go ahead and follow at the Teardown Pod on all socials. Make sure to leave a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. The Teardown is hosted by me, Vegas Inc. This episode was edited and mixed by Ali Sirwa and produced in collaboration with Edit Audio. And I'll see y'all at our next session.